up? What it is? What's good? It's back. I'm back. We're back. It's the Caleb Jackson Podcast. Follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow this podcast on Twitter as well at DCJ. My personal Twitter account as well. That's T-H-E capital C-J-A-C. And also, don't forget to uh, leave reviews or comments on any podcast. Also, leave any um, any kind of feedback about what you think of the podcast. Any kind of... Uh, yeah, whatever you think, just let me know. Also, if you want to co-host on the podcast, hit me in the Twitter DMs. Best way to do it, actually, because I'm really not gonna respond to anything else, and that's probably the easiest way to find me is the Twitter DMs as well. But, like I said, it's Kev Jackson podcast, and welcome. So, today's topic, um, as you saw, as you clicked on this podcast, um, it's pretty uh controversial. Um, controversial topic, I guess. Um, it's really been controversial ever since twenty. When did he start? Twenty sixteen. Ever since Kaepernick really started kneeling in twenty sixteen, honestly, um, it's probably been a you know I take that back. It's probably been a topic of discussion for years, honestly. I mean, ever since I mean, really, uh, yeah, you can take it all the way back to when Jesse Owens was first running in the Olympics. Actually, back in that was back actually when right before right before World War Two, I believe, when they had those Olympics, and Jesse Owens actually was that the one where he um. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he raised his, while the U.S. National Anthem was playing, he raised his fist um, while the National Anthem was playing. Let me actually fact check that real quick. Jesse Owens, let's see, National Anthem. Speaking of, I'm still so excited about that. And that's the thing is that, like, I can encompass a lot of different topics with this one topic right here because... Like, I mean, just A, with sports, B, the Olympics, C, racism, D, America. I mean, every, I mean, honestly, if that didn't, that didn't sum up the biggest, like, the top four, like, topics of my podcast, honestly, besides other people. I mean, yeah, more or less. But, okay, so, I want to say it was, let me see, let me see if I can find the picture, actually. Yes, okay, so. And actually, okay, so I found an article to go along with it, actually. So this is from the Arizona Republic. And it says, raise fists and, oh, excuse me, I hate ads. Uh, so raise, I, I don't hate ads because ads are going to come on here. But, um, so raise fists. So it's the House NFL protest connected John Carlos, Tommy Smith, and Jesse Owens. So the debate over, like I said, like I was talking about, you know, this really started the, I guess today's controversy when it comes to the national anthem really started when Kaepernick started kneeling in 2016. I, I think, I want to say it was 2016. Um, but this is when everything got set into motion. But the debate over Carly Kaepernick's kneeling protest during the national anthem, just like I said, this is off azcentral.com. Took a sharp turn after Eric Reed called Malcolm Jenkins a sellout. Oh, wow. <laughs> this got kind of personal. Um, this is from October 24th, actually, by Mr. Greg Moore. October 24th, 2018, excuse me, by Mr. Greg Moore. So Malcolm Jenkins, oh, Eric Reed, former safety for the 49ers, called Malcolm Jenkins a DB who used to play for, Malcolm Jenkins played for Patriots, Eagles, but anyways, um, called Michael, Malcolm Jenkins a sellout. And it ended up being bring, ended up bringing up the granddaughter of Olympic hero, it ended up bringing the granddaughter of Olympic hero Jesse Owens to tears. So it says Gina Hemphill Strachan, I don't know, had to fight back her emotions when John Carlos, who became infamous 50 years ago for raising his fist on the medal stand 
at the 1968 Mexico Olympics, Less Mexico Olympics, explained during a ranging discussion at Arizona State University how the reading Jenkins spat was similar to a disconnect in his era's movement. And he told everyone he had how he had reconciled with her granddad. How how wait, what? Then he told everyone how he had re- reconciled or reconciled with her granddad, a story she had never heard. So you should feel no shame about anything you did, Carlos recalled saying to Owens. Owens, who sprinted holes into who sprinted holes into Hitler's Adolf Hitler's message during the 1936 Berlin Olympics. Okay, that's the correct Olympics. So during the 1936 Berlin Olympics, ha- had been used to try to talk Carlos, Tommy Smith, Harry Edwards, and others out of their plans to use the 1968 Olympic Games to protest racism in the U.S. Ah, okay, okay. And so, I think coming back to uh, what happened with Eric Reed and. Let me get back to that point. Uh, what happened with Eric Reed and Malcolm Jenkins? Probably the same kind of thing. And I'm going to talk about the kind of, um, I guess, the uh, perspective of people. I guess the perspective of people who kind of think differently. Um, because I can see both sides. Um, well, I try to see both sides in every try to, in every situation. But uh, when it comes to this one, um, I, I, I obviously see both sides. Obviously, I won't agree with both sides. I won't agree with every side. But and as a disclaimer, I really don't. It really does not affect me that much. Who stands? Who doesn't necessarily want to hear? Who who loves? It doesn't really affect me. Who cares about the national anthem? This much to get worked up about it, because I'm not really worked up about it, but I'm gonna. I like trying to explain, like trying to understand how, how and why people are upset about it and the reasoning behind it, kind of. So, but in the recent events, um, I think it was the uh, Olympic. Was it? it Might have been the Olympic trials. Um, national uh, national anthem Olympic trials. Here we go. So and it, recently. Oh, which athlete was it? was it? Okay, Gwen Berry. Okay. So, it says, it was the first thing I find when I looked it up. So, Olympian Gwen Berry insists, and she does hammer throw. So, she said, insists national anthem is disrespectful to black Americans. That's off the New York Post. And, let's say, the first top stories I see here, I'm not going to read any of this. Um, New York Post, CNN, I'm not going to read none of that. But, um, it says here, Gwen Berry turns from flag as national anthem plays, and I feel like it was a setup. I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know. And it was written, of course, you know who all this is written by. I'm actually going to do a little history about the national anthem here in a little bit. Um, but I think what happened was, I don't know what actually happened, but we'll get into all that. But like I said, a little history about the Star Spangled Banner right now. So it says here, Star Spangled Banner is the national anthem of the United States. The lyrics come from the defense of, the defense of, oh, defense? They spelled defense, so I don't know. But okay, the defense of because defense is spelled with a C apparently on here. But um, a defense of Fort McHenry. Um, M. Henry. I don't know. This is this is Wikipedia. I don't know what the fuck this is. Um, shit. Okay, well, so alright, look. So, Star Trek Banner was written by Francis Scott Key, and the key. Uh, I expect, actually, the key of the Star Spangled Banner is B flat minor, and I actually like I saw an article about this yesterday, and it was talking about why the lyrics or why it took why it took the national anthem a hundred years why it took a hundred years here we go why it took a hundred years for the 
Star Spangled Banner to become a national anthem. And like I said, if you know the lyrics of it, now I think the lyrics used in sporting events and at games don't have the same um don't have the same full on lyrics that uh, that imply racism. But I mean, it was written by a racist who has race. Who, his brother in law is also racist. I mean, not saying that. I mean, he's racist because his brother-in-law is racist. But I mean, the, what he was talking about in the in those art in those um, lyrics were, I mean, take it for what you what you think. But so, according to history.com, Star Spangled Banner is the anthem of the United States, national anthem of the United States. By the time the song officially became the country's anthem in 1931, it had been one of America's most popular patriotic tunes for more than a century. The anthem's history began the morning of. September 14th, 1814, when an attorney and amateur poet named Francis Scott Key, he amateur, all right, but <laughs> an amateur poet named Francis Scott Key watched U.S. soldiers who were under bombardment from British naval forces during the War of 1812, and, raised, and they rose a large American flag over Fort Henry in Baltimore, Maryland. So, that was in the War of 1812, too, when British troops attacked America again, so a little bit about Francis Scott Key. So he was a Maryland-born attorney who was a th- with a thriving practice in D.C. And he watched the bombardment of Fort McHenry from a ship anchored in Baltimore's harbor. And so Key had been helping to negotiate the release of American civilian Dr. William M- William Beans, who had been captured in an earlier battle. As a condition of the release, the British ordered the Americans not to return to shore during the attack of Baltimore. So it says, who wrote the Star-Spangled Banner? So Francis Scott Key wrote the Star-Spangled Banner in its initial verse on the backside of a letter while watching the large American flag waving over the fort that morning. So back in Baltimore, he continued working until he had completed four verses. Okay, boy, I see you. <laughs> one of, uh, one of, only one of which is commonly known today. So yeah, I think it's the, the third to last verse, I want to say, which has the racist implications of it. And that's like, that, that's the, um... That's the gray area of the whole entire argument is that it was condensed down, you know, so it doesn't have the racist implications in it. As, But the fact that it's a song that you had to condense down to, to be acceptable to be a national anthem, it shouldn't even be, it shouldn't have been considered to be a national anthem. Not even that, but if it has racist implications or I don't know, you know. Like I said, I really don't take this too seriously, but it's something that I mean, it's something that, like I said, it doesn't really affect me that much. But it's something that does affect people in our country. You know, people are offended by it. People have opinions. Obviously, people have opinions on it because people just got something to say all the time. And one thing about these opinions, okay? Now, I have been seeing a lot of people have been using the same video of Usain Bolt. Um, in defending why you should be respectful to the anthem, they see they keep using the same video of Usain Bolt from the 2012 Olympics. It's one video, right? Because the same video I've seen. Um, and it's I think he was getting interviewed, and the U.S. national anthem stopped um started playing, and I think I think like he interrupted or something, and then like paid attention to the flag, and everybody's saying, "Well, this is this is how you respect the flag. This is how you respect the flag." All right, well, okay, look. What I get from that is this nigga does it, so look, y'all niggas can do it too, basically. All right, that's that's what I get from it, you know. And like I said, this is a it's the intersection of a lot of different racial and not only racial but societal and American problems we have in our society, and you know. 
like I said, it, 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 it goes right back to Critical Race Theory, which I was talking about last week, and everything that encompasses it, and how racism is deeply ingrained into America to the point where sometimes we don't even notice it. And if we notice it, it's the same argument like that. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that everything is racist or that everyone in America is racist. Like, because I'll be telling a flat out lie. But at the same time, a lot of what goes on in our society, the, the, bad, the bad parts of our society are indeed racially driven, you know? And they've been racially driven for hundreds of years. And like I said, for so long that, like I said... This is the Star Spangled Bangle Banner is tradition, okay? And like I said, you it, it, it call it tradition, and so racism, racism implied in the lyrics is racism implied in America, which because like it's the tradition of America. So I mean, like I honestly, I think America is beautiful should be the national anthem, um, because it's talking about America being beautiful, and yeah, it's a beautiful ass country, but at the same time, there's a lot of bullshit that goes on in this country. And also, back to the same same boat video. I'm ninety percent sure Usain Bolt did the same would do the same thing for any other anthem because not he's a, he's a world athlete he's a world class athlete okay and he competes against the like I said he competes against the best athletes in the world on a regular basis okay of course he's gonna respect every last country that comes up there and I hate how like I guess it's an American thing how America acts like we're the only country on earth I guess and like. We have to be the most respected. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird kind of... It's a weird thing. Um, Like I said, I really... Like, it's a free speech thing, you know? It, and that's the thing. That's another thing. The argument that comes from both sides is that free speech, free speech, free speech, free speech, free speech. Everybody has free speech, right? But everybody's going to say some dumb shit. And regardless of what you do, of what you do and where you do it and what you're doing it for, people are going to have some kind of reason to say they don't like it, okay? They're gonna have some kind of reason to say, "Oh, that's bullshit. This is bullshit. You should do this. Who should? But who should do what? If someone had the answers for what everybody in the world should do at any time in their life, please give them here, okay? Because I don't know, you know. And it's, it's, it's the other thing is that the same people who argue for free speech to say the dumb shit that they say. And the free the, the the right for free speech and the free uh free protests, you can you can say do whatever you want, and then when someone does something like Miss Gwynberry did, in which she put her uh she put her shirt over her head and didn't pay attention to the national anthem, it free speech goes out the fucking window, okay? Like free speech is just oh no you you gotta respect the flag shut shut the fuck up all right look I want to see everybody. If the, if the flag means that damn much, I want to see... I said this, I've said this on this podcast before. If the flag means that damn much to you, I want you to stand up at your damn house, too, all right? Don't have nothing in your hand. No, Don't have a... Take your hat off. I want, put your... Don't even video, all right? And, like, that's another thing. Is that all the cameramen in the damn stadium got the cameras on... <laughs> got the cameras on the athletes. They not even respecting the flag. So, you know, there's no way... For everybody in the entire stadium to respect the flag based on not only what they're doing, but the way they feel about it, you know? And I, t- I told a story, on, I've even told a story on my podcast before. It was a it was a time where, I think it was a soccer game when I was in high school or something like that. And a couple of the guys and I were training and stuff. And uh, one of the, um, shout out to Coach Whitehead, Marquez, Tony, Tony Taylor, all them. Um, but we were training out there and um, we were walking back in from the field and there was a soccer game going on. Uh, we could be on the back practice fields, and 
I think we we and we stopped to say the to pay attention to the flag and everything, and I think we just been like maybe I think whispering to each other, maybe just maybe saying somebody may say one thing to each other, right? This white lady comes out, and I gotta say white lady because hey, race is the biggest thing in America, obviously, and you know. Anyways, this white lady comes down and she uh, asks us why we're not paying attention to the flag, and uh, <laughs> and she uh, keep in mind all the <laughs> everybody in my group was black. Okay, <laughs> all right, everybody in I think there was maybe about three three to six of us, uh, now nah, four to six of us probably that came that just got done training, and. There's like I said, there's a handful of us, and like I said, we're all black. And this white lady comes down from the stands and asking us why we didn't pay attention to the flag, right? And uh, she's saying that, well, there's a lot of people that served for this country, in which Coach Whitehead goes, yeah, I've served this country. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I've been in the, I've, I've done this, yes. And um, and she said something along the lines of, well, I just want y'all to be respectful and pay attention. Like, first of all, who are you? Second of all, and this is where the biggest, this is where the funniest shit came from, all right? If you paying attention to us <laughs> during the national anthem, obviously you weren't paying attention to that bitch either. So, and that's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing of this whole entire argument is that leave people the fuck alone and let people do what the fuck they want to do, you know? If they have an opinion, we'll hear them out. And if you don't like it, we'll go about your day, you know? And... I don't know, you know, that's I, I where I've gotten to just in in society and just trying to figure out a solution to how we can all get along in a, in a just a, there's no way. I mean, there's a way. I ain't gonna say there's no way, but whatever's going on in America is far from that shit, okay? Whatever really, really whatever's going on in the world is far from that shit of where we can have a world where everybody is respected based on just how, the kind of person they are, you know what I mean, and not just not nothing would do with race, gender, any sexual orientation, nothing, nothing, you know, and until until we get past race, I mean, like I said, we're still, I mean, there's women's empowerment movement still going on, you know, gays, transgender, LGBTQ community still, and we like Deontay Wilder said to this day, to this day. I'm saying again, to this day, black people still fighting for the same ounce of respect, ounce of respect, and just, just the right thing. Honestly, I mean, that's really it. That's, I mean, for the the fact that this country was built on, like I said, the traditions of this country is built on all men being free and all men being equal. And another another little piece of uh, history to go along with that. Francis Scott Key's step-brother-in-law. Let me look this up real quick so I don't get the wrong name. Brother-in-law. Okay, so. Roger B. Taney, all right? Now, if you don't know who Roger B. Taney is, okay? So, and this is, oh, here we go. So, this is libraryofcongress.gov, actually. So. Okay, this is about... Alright, so, after Key's death in 1843, Chief Justice Robert B. Taney. This is off of, like I said, this is off of um, libraryofcongress.gov. And Key's brother-in-law, friend, and 
famous Maryland lawyer connected, collected Key's poems into one volume of rage that had been published in 1857. Um, if you did not know, I'm trying to find just off of Roger Taney, is it? Because I'm trying to find the only thing, that's the only thing I'm trying to find is now, Roger B. Taney, like I said, he's Chief, Ju- Chief Justice of the United States, former Chief Justice of the United States, and back in way, way back when. Um, Roger B. Taney. Okay, and Roger B. Taney, if you don't know who, to tie all this together, okay, the, the father-in-law, like like uh, the, like the Con- Library of Congress just said, okay, the brother-in-law friend of, <laughs> of Francis Scott Key, is Roger B. Taney. Roger B. Taney, the Justice of the United States, who ruled in the Dred Scott decision, okay? Who made the ruling in the Dred Scott decision <laughs> that black people weren't seen as fully as people and were not seen as people in the eyes of white men. You know? And like I said, this, that's the one. Oh, my goodness. It says right here. On the library, in the Library of Congress, okay, it says right here, okay, to go back, okay, to what it says, okay. After Key's death, Francis got Key's death in 1843, Chief Justice Roger B. Taney, Key's brother-in-law, friend, and famous lawyer, collected Key's poems into one volume arranged to have them published in 1857 as poems of the late Francis Scott Key. Thanks to Taney's wishes to memorialize Key, we can learn more about the straight arrow who wrote who can learn more about the straight arrow who wrote the national anthem, and that is probably the main reason modern readers will enjoy reading this brief volume. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess the issue is that everybody wants change, you know, and how do we come about change overnight? We don't, you know, like case point, we're still, like I said, we're still fighting, like I've already said on this podcast, we're still fighting for the same level of respect today. You know, and we just don't ever get it. And it's always the same. Like I said, it's always the same thing. You know, respect the flag, respect the flag. You don't like America, leave. You don't like the. You don't like what goes on here, leave. You know what? I can say the same shit about the people who didn't like the election results. Okay, I can say the same people who did about the fucking January sixth insurrection. Okay, of the Capitol. Okay, if you don't like it here, fucking leave. Okay, you know and. It's like the same people, you know, same people who will complain about every last thing about America, okay, when shit doesn't go the way they want to go, you know, and that's really the problem I have with it, is that these same people, these, that, that I have to hear the shit, really, is that really, that really and truly, is that I have to hear and see people talk about this shit all the fucking time, okay, and... Not, not even that. It's, I have to hear. I have to hear people be ignorant about shit that they don't fully understand. Okay, and that not even the fact that they don't fully understand it is that they don't want to understand it because they can't fucking read. Okay, like I'm. It's to that point, you know. And like I said, we can. I mean, we can get to a point in this country in which everybody is seen in the same way, but we have to acknowledge the racist shit, man. That's just all. Black, as black people, this we have to acknowledge that racism does go on in this country and is ingrained in this country okay like i said that's all critical race theory is about you know and like i said i just read off of the library of congress.com.gov not even .com .gov okay that the uh, i don't know but like i said you know how do we come about change together first of all first and foremost together um 
and just hearing each other out. Sadly, you have to hear out everybody, but eventually we'll get to a point in which everything will be all right. We're going to be all right. In the words of great Kendrick Lamar, we're going to be all right. So, but yeah, if you have anything to say about this podcast or um, anything to say about the National Anthem at all, leave the comments or slide the Twitter DMs. We can have a podcast too. Um, also, like I said, follow me on Twitter as well. The C. Jackson Podcast. Follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast, actually, as well. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave me a like as well. Uh, like I said, leave comments and reviews wherever you see the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And, yeah, also, if you have anything you want me to talk about on this podcast, too, let me know because I'm one to talk about and learn about new things. So, but, yeah, this, as always, is C. Jackson Podcast. And, yeah, until next time, y'all be easy. Y'all be good.